Welcome to We Still Don't Have Our Shit Together podcast. I am your host, John Wayne Willis Jr. And on this podcast, we're going to cover all topics. We are actually a boundary-free zone. And I plan to invite as many guests as possible so that we can talk about our options and many different things in life. We always think that life has a, you know, time. But guess what? We're all still getting our shit together. So stay tuned and have fun. What up, though? What up, though? What's up, though? (laughs) (laughs) I want to welcome everybody back to another episode of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. And today I am joined by my boy, O'Neal Barnaby, a.k.a. the Black Math Wizard. Now, I have him on here today. Um, If you're watching the video, you can definitely see what his hat says. Go ahead and show your hat so everybody can see it says, it says y'all. the Black Math Academy. So I want you to start off by telling me how did this come about? Tell the world how did the Black Math Academy come about, O'Neill? Okay, so I was working for another tutoring company at first, and I noticed that that particular company and others weren't really making an effort to specifically target Black students. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their institution set up in various places. But you notice that they don't build them in black neighborhoods or they tend to charge prices that most black people can't afford. So they may on the surface look like they're helping everybody. But on the slick, you're starting to realize that, whoa, maybe they're not. So I was like, no, I can't have this. So let me just study the game real quick as best as I can. And let me build something that is owned and controlled and can be passed down by me to my people. Okay. Now, I like that. I, th- I think it's dope. I mean, the shirt that you're rocking right now, Black Mathematicians, definitely putting it out there in a sense for people to understand that it's definitely a viable thing. And, you know, it's one of those things, like I think about back in the day, like I grew up hearing about like Kumon and stuff like that, right? Where you can go and get that extra help with mathematics. And I was in it for a bit. I mean, math was never really my hard subject. I was pretty good at math. It was okay. English for me. If, if you've ever texted me, you know I still can't text to this day. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was always the hardest part for me there. So, can I say, as it pertains to African Americans and mathematics, do you think that there is a grave deficiency in it? Short answer, yes. Okay. I have to be real, and it is unfortunate, but yes. Um, through my travels of tutoring black students white students asian students all across the board um i can see that when it comes to uh non-black students that their access to resources far outweighs our access to those same resources and it shows Mm. they're the ones who are producing these tech companies out of their universities they're the ones making more six-figure incomes than black people as a group are um, so yes, there is a deficiency that exists there and that's why the Black Math Academy was initiated to bridge those gaps, to give access of those resources to black students as well, who otherwise would have been denied through all sorts of mechanisms. All right. All right. Now I would say, um, I want to elaborate a little bit. Like, so I know I have a daughter, right? And you know, we got a couple of years before she heads to school, but you've heard a lot of people throw around the terminology, um, new math, right? So, okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of parents are like, whoa, I don't know what the hell this is. Like, 
what the hell is new math? Can you go ahead and give the people a little bit of a description what the difference is, you know, in new math versus the math that we may have learned back in the early 2000s or 90s or whenever it was when you were learning, you know, your math at that time? Sure. Um, so it's, uh, according to the government, it's called Common Core these days, mm-hmm. um, where it, it pretty much started when Bush, Bush's administration came to, came about when he started his um, No Child Left Behind Act where there was a, a different push to get students to uh, to learn in a different way. Um, and that's basically what Common Core is. So what they're trying to do is come up with a new approach that is a bit more tangible, I'd say, mm-hmm. or more real world. Um, so the way that we were taught in school uh, is more robotic. Uh, it requires a lot of memorization mm-hmm. um, versus the new math, which is geared towards applying it towards something um so just picture where when you were trying to look for a job and you got hired and they put you through the training process and then you got put on the floor or whatever the job that you had was so where did you learn the most when you were in the classroom studying the ins and outs of the of the the job or when you're actually on the floor doing Mm -hmm. the work and seeing what works and what doesn't and everybody seems to agree that it was when we were on the floor doing real world applications and that's the what the, the new math is trying to do. It's just giving you a new approach on the same old, same old math that ex, that's been existing. Okay. So I, I, I would say that's a great, that's a great, pretty, uh, that's a great answer. I don't think that it eases my, 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 my pain as it gets once it comes time to, uh, to uh, you know, help her with her homework when it comes to that mathematics. But at, at the end of the day, um, I, I saw you doing something that I thought was pretty cool, um, and I want you to elaborate a little bit on it with okay. what I call street math, right? <laughs> Where you have been out, if people don't know, if you have friends, family members, or anybody you know in the New Jersey area, uh, that is where O'Neill's Black Math Academy is located, is in New Jersey. Um, right. But he does back-to-school drives with backpacks, and he takes his board out there with these math problems and is like, can you solve this? And he puts it out there that, you know, you see somebody step up to the board and if they're getting it wrong, you see him start to correct and all that different stuff. But tell me where that part of hitting the streets uh, really came about for you with, with uh, getting this math started. Okay. Um, so without the love from the people, this effort would be utterly useless and and, and immaterial. Um, You need to hit where the people are. Otherwise, you're just some sort of carpetbagger just trying to exploit the people where you live. Um, So if once I go into where the streets are, where the people are, and talk to them, what what do you want? What's Mm -hmm. missing in your neighborhood? What needs to change here so we can actually fix it? Versus like a politician who comes in on the outside every four Mm -hmm. years um, and only wants to ask you these questions then, only when they want your vote. No, you got to be there day in and day out from the streets. Yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in Tacoma Park. I grew up in Cincinnati, wherever you happen to be. Um, so I went into the streets and talked to these people. This is how math works. You can learn it too. I can show you how to do that. Here's how it's useful. Mm-hmm. Here's how it can make you money. Here's how it can make you powerful at the same time. Ooh. So all of that is for the purposes of trying to build black empowerment. Really. Yeah. I, I, I welcome all people. I don't care who I talk to. Um, but the idea is laser focused towards black people. So I go to where black people live. I like that. I like that. Um, 
when you just spoke a little bit about that, where it was like, you know, you spoke a little bit earlier about tech companies and things of that sort, but let's kind of dive into the basis of how you fell in love with math. Okay. I fell in math very early on. I remember my earliest memory was when I was in the fifth grade. And one thing that they like to do in elementary school is have the older kids teach the younger kids. So I was in the fifth grade teaching the kindergartners about reading. So we read a book to them. Um, and it was cool. It was a cool experience, I have to say. I, I, was, I was sitting there doing it, and, and the, the kindergartners were really enjoying it. I was engaging. Um, one of those teachers who likes to – they don't just stand at the board and just write you know, problems on the board and whatnot. They actually walk through the aisles and sit next to them and, you know, kind of holler for a little bit. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. So I'm like, yeah, I can actually do this for a living. Now, what subject would that be? So as I was going through my elementary school career, um, most schools tend to separate the kids to through their, um, essentially what they know. So there's some of the more brilliant kids and some of the ones who are still struggling. And I was consistently with the more, more intelligent kids who also tended to be more white at the same time. Um, I should, so, I should have had you on the episode where we were talking about uh, when you first realized that you were different because of your skin color. <laughs> oh, man. In that same elementary school. I, I got yeah, stories. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Keep cooking. Keep cooking. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, uh, throughout my, my school career, um, I was consistently with the more intelligent, honorable kids. Um, and I was competing with the best of them, but there, like you said, there weren't people like me who were, who were the majority of those students. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely stuck out in that regard. Um, and there was some racial animosity there too. I'm not going to lie about that. There always is. Um, so my ability to compete with them, not just through my intellectualism and my mathematics, but athletically as well. So I was oh, yeah. uh, sort of sort of a complete package. They'd never seen anything like this before. Like I was some sort of sideshow. Um, Token black so man. So that really brought about my inspiration for wanting to teach math and mathematics. Mm -hmm. um, not just being good at it, but showing other people that yeah, your racial animosity towards me won't stop me from making 100K this year. So. Hey, that's real. That's real. I think it's funny um, that you mentioned um, your prowess athletically. I mean, if the people don't know, we grew up playing ball together in the sense of basketball, but O'Neal's really sport was track, right? And so he was always a great defender and fast as hell, but, you know, track became his thing. Now, his goal was never really to become professional at athletics, but to, to use it as a tool. So when you look at it, how could you tell an athlete how to use mathematics to better their their stats or careers or how does mathematics translate to sports if you've ever used that uh, in the capacity? I mean, I know my dad used to talk, talk to me about geometry with basketball. Like, okay. Like, how, like, you know, if you shoot at this arc, is your trajectory going to be better in a sense of having a chance to make the shot, right? Or think of the triangle offense and different things of that sort. So kind of break down a little bit what you've gone through uh, with either kids you've tutored where you can use math to uh, to apply to a real-world situation with what they got going on and uh, some things like that. Okay, sure. Um, not just athletically. I mean, I applied mathematics to literally every area that I can think of of activity. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of, of basketball, um, the one thing that students like to, to, to talk about are their statistics. So okay. field, field goal percentage, points per game, steals per game, things like that. 
Um, so if that's a stat that you want to improve on or a school that's looking at you because of that and you want to achieve a specific points per game average, let's mm-hmm. just say, you can calculate that. You can take the games you've played thus far, calculate your average right now by taking the number of points you scored in, let's say, 15 games. Divide by 15, there's your average for those 15 games. And make, let's say it's 15 points per game, let's just say. But you want to score 20 points per game. That'll definitely set you apart and maybe make you want to hit the McDonald's uh, tournament one day. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, how, yeah. Do you achieve, how do you achieve that 20-point game per average when you have 10 games left in the season? Well, you can calculate that. Take your average at the moment. You have to add a certain number of points to it. Divide by the additional games you have to play as well. Set that equal to your the average you're trying to achieve. And you can just solve it algebraically. Okay. Everybody has been taught this. It's a little bit more complex because of the missing value, but it's essentially the same exact thing you've been taught when it comes to average uh, back in eighth grade, ninth grade. Okay. No different. Um, some of the more complex mathematics, but you were talking about the triangle offense, um, that's more probability and calculus based. Mm. Um, that That's definitely a step up. I'm not going to lie about <laughs> that. Um, but it, it is possible. Uh, there's a movie, A Beautiful Mind, mm. uh, Russell Crowe, played a... a an intelligent mathematician, but had some social issues as well. Um, but he, one particular scene, he was trying to calculate the probability of the, this woman uh, who wanted to holler at one of his friends. And he was sitting there mathematically figuring out in his head and figured that she'd come to me because of how I was sitting, how I was dressed, mm-hmm. what I said before she came over. He used that information to come up with a probability example of who she was going to talk to. And it was, it was pretty brilliant. So hey. it is possible. I, I think that's kind of dope. So, like, now what you're saying is, as a young man, I could probably should have used math to holler at women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a much more tangible approach. It's, it's actually data. It's not anecdotal. <laughs> it's not your feelings. It's actually information. Nah, see, like, I've never looked at it like that. I never said, what is the probability of Shorty coming to holler at me versus my homeboy? <laughs> and X plus Z equals E equals Y. Yeah, that's going to end up being me. But nah, right. at the end of the day, I think that's super dope that you're able to give that real world application uh, to to mathematics. Um, when we talk about mathematics, I think like the funniest thing is this: can we reach back in history? Like, I see you got your shirt on, right? And okay. and, and 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 I and I want people to understand um, that blacks are really, really, really good at mathematics for a long time. You know, which I've heard about, you know, before me and you've gotten together and spoken, but speaking to when we kind of, I would say, backslide or backslid towards that form of uh, education. But uh, can we talk a little bit about some of those 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 black mathematicians from back in the day that were like, you know, part of your heroes that you see right there on your actual chest at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of these uh, people on my uh, on my T-shirt, um, it's interesting that they were all they were good mathematicians, but the majority of them were also race people. Mm. They were for the people. Um, Kelly Miller, in particular, Dr. Kelly Miller, um, he, he he was growing up during the time of W.E.B. Du Bois versus Booker T. So mm. there was a sort of not a beef per se between them, but they'd had difference of opinions. Um, he tried to bridge that gap, building an institution um, where what Booker T was teaching and what W.E.B. Du Bois was teaching would come together. They both had excellent points in terms of where uh, black people needed to go. They just 
were different. Well, why not bring them together? Let's coalesce all of that. Um, and he decided to do that, along with some of his other accomplishments towards Howard University, um, at the time it being the premier HBCU to go to, uh, the movie like The Great Debater is another mm-hmm. example of that. Um, some of them, I think, I think they're all dead now. Um, but yeah, they, <laughs> they, um, they mentioned how uh, the, the teachers and the professors were you know, trying to, to, to invigorate mathematics and other you know, uh, disciplines for people to be the best at. That's what we really needed. Um, so some of the people from from yesteryear, the the pyramids is one particular example. People still can't figure out how we built those things. Um, the uh, I don't think I noticed the pyramids, but um, but many more accomplishments. Oh, uh, stars and and and, and astrology. Um, how were we able to accomplish when certain eclipses were going to occur without the resource we have today? Yeah, these people all all they had was stars and a few writing utensils. That was it. And they okay, were time out. That's what we think they had. That's what we think they had. <laughs> well, there's a part of that, too. We, yeah. we do have a lot of science to back some of that up. But, yeah. um, they definitely didn't have computers. They didn't have telescopes. Yeah. They, we can really accurately determine all these things now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you compare our calculations today to what they did, they're remarkably close to each other. It's almost <laughs> insane how close they were to figuring these things out. So, yes, we had the, uh, the ability to do these things. Um, and what I would say uh, is the catalyst in terms of breaking us apart from that was oppression. Oppression, we, okay. We were colonized and introduced to a new system of education uh, and, and, and also all the forms of negativity that came along with that, the social impact of slavery, Jim Crow, and all those other uh, uh, oh, yeah, I definitely agree white supremacist institutions. Um, it, 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 we have to admit, it, it really messed us up. It really broke us, I have to say. Yeah, um, but now my a part of my mission, well, my mission statement is to re- help rebuild intelligent Black society through mathematics, mm-hmm. and I chose that phraseology specifically because I I use the word rebuild in it as if it's not built right now. Yeah, we have to build it once again. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, I think for me, even listen to you to your statement, where we think about even just the difference ourselves. Um, uh, I go, you know, as far back as integration right i mean i think i i look at my parents my my, my parents went, went to school during the time frame where you had a difference between black and white schools right and my dad my dad was a mathematician and scientist like science and math was his thing um also an athlete at the same time but science and math was his his core subjects right and he fondly speaks of like the people that were teaching him and how <laughs> the mathematicians that were teaching him were master degrees and doctorate's degrees teaching this 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 high school subject uh so that these kids could really get it and and it wasn't something like okay well O'Neill you're really fast right you know I know you got a track meet coming up and then you got basketball season in the winter don't even worry about it man we're going to take care of you but no they were really on the person and 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 building that that I'm trying to figure the word I'm saying building that 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 follow through to have that capacity to uh, do certain um, um, certain subjects to a high standard and high level. Um, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned Howard and things like that because these schools did dominate at that time. You yeah, know, with that, you know, we even think about uh, the three young ladies that uh, helped the moon landing. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you to think that it took three black women to come in to be the mathematicians of that time frame. Out of all the white people you could have chose, y'all needed three black women to come in and, you know, um, put that in perspective. Uh, with that being said, what are some of the jobs as, as you know, if I'm telling a guy or I'm telling a girl, you know, hey, Think about really getting into, into mathematics, you know, as 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 a major, as as a career, you know, what are the careers that come from mathematics? Can you speak to that a bit? Yes, I can. Um, anything that has to do with calculations, obviously. So mm-hmm. a lot of statisticians, um, actuaries, for those that don't know, that's life insurance um, or insurance in general. Really. Yeah. Um, anything that involves that, the most major companies who pay well and governments as well um want that type of applied mathematics to be used for you know their own benefit and they'll pay top dollar for it because mathematics is such a hard subject nobody wants to do it um so they'll pay you for it i'm telling you um now they are limited um in that regard as well Mm -hmm. but to your point about being the best at it separates you from pat um so definitely strive to do that so uh, economists would be another one uh accounting Anything that involves STEM, so engineering, uh, tech, coding, um, all those areas would uh, would use mathematics in some way um, to you know build whatever they're trying to build. Um, you mentioned um, the hidden figures, ladies. Uh, some of the math they kind of botched it a little bit in the film, but uh, in the in the beginning scene, the the Dorothy character um she's a, she's a little girl in school and she's solving a quadratic equation on the board um it's a not so easy one it's a little advanced um but she does do it correctly i have to say um and i use that as an inspiration because that type of mathematics is something we've all actually learned in algebra class mm. she's she to be pretty good at it but uh, as, as a sixth grader which is fine um but we've all studied this i mean literally every single one of us have done this as long as you put in the time and the work, the effort, the discipline, the drive, and all of that to, to really master the subject, not just be, you know, eyed at it, but I'm talking about the best of the best at it, you're going to set yourself apart from everybody else, and people will pay top dollar for the best. Yeah, that's real. I mean, I love that you looked at a wide a range of specialties that come with mathematics, um, you know. And it, and it kind of comes to everything. I, like when I hear you say statistician, you know, that means you could probably work in, in, in major sports, right? Uh, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. Like, you know, it, 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 it's one of those things where you can calculate stats on the regular to put people in that position to, to succeed because everybody wants to know how much you average, how many assists you average, how many rebounds you get. But that's an actual job. Let, let, let me speak to that real quick, if you, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with the uh, the film Moneyball. Uh, oh, yeah. With, uh, okay, yeah. That, that's a film that, that talks about that, where because sports has always been an industry of when people look at talent, it's based on um, what you see so mm-hmm. you, or the name recognition. So you see a person plays well, and that's perfectly fine. I believe what I see. Um, but the numbers was another way to assess a player's potential, or even better, their, their actual skills. So there's a scene where Brad Pitt is talking about a particular player, um, and he points to his assistant, the, the guy from uh, Princeton, um, and he says that the guy can get on base. 
And that was important because that's why you want this particular person to play on your team. Yay, he doesn't have the same recognition or is not a great player as he once was because he's a little older. That's probably fine. But he is consistent at getting on base. He, he does very well at that. And what is baseball if you don't get on base? <laughs> I mean, that's real. I mean, shoot. Uh, I was just thinking to myself, you know, the – the P the P the PER the player efficiency rating has just really become hot in basketball. You know, we think about baseball like that's been hot for a minute. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, since the early two thousands, the ability to get on base or the ability to figure out how many times this pitcher is going to strike a person out versus how many times he's not, how many pitches can he throw until the arm begins to to to, to leave. So a lot of that back and forth is all mathematically ca- calculated. And, you know, you put yourself in a position where some of these guys' careers ride literally on what the math says. So if your player efficiency rating is is high, then even if you may not be Giannis, LeBron, or KD, you still might be worth $100 million. You see what I'm saying? Because when you get on the floor, whatever your intangibles are, they're winning intangibles based on the math. Um and, you know, same thing in football and things like that. So, I mean, I thought that was super dope, you know, bringing that in as, as being a statistician. Uh, and then the next thing you said was coding. Yes. Uh, you know, computers is hot, hot now. You know, everything that we do is, tech, is, is technology. What we're doing now is technology. We have the chance to be able to speak and have a podcast. You know, you being in Jersey, me being in, 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 in Atlanta, um, and able to do this based on technology through an application that somebody most likely coded that mm-hmm. required math skill. So, like, you know, I remember people used to talk about uh, C++. Do you know anything about C++? Yes, I took that course when I was in high school, actually. Dang, that's different. It's been a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's changed since then, but... <laughs> but, no, like, I know a lot of people talk about, like, you got to know C++ and all that different stuff to be, to be a coder and... Or a program developer or something like that. Because, you know, I think everybody says computers are just binary. They're ones and zeros. No matter what you do, that what that's what it breaks down to. So, you know, I think it's 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 super dope to see you you bring math in a fun and a pliable way because you're not old. <laughs> like when, when you think about like a math teacher, like I think about going back in the day and thinking about my math teachers in high school, like uh, all my math and science teachers in my head were just these old dudes trying to teach math and science. And I'm just like, like I only remember having one young math teacher. I mean, I remember his name today is Mr. Yurenke. Um And he that was the most fun math class I had. But you okay. don't see people that you're like, oh, man, at 30, that's how I can look. He's good, he's getting good shape, looks good, has a good time, he's out there doing his thing. And, like, math is cool. <laughs> so I thought that that was kind of dope, especially breaking it down into a system to show how you could uh, make money. Um, do you have, have any statistics on what it does, you know, based on, like, I guess would say application to tutoring versus non-tutoring for people learning math and moving forward. Um, Cause I think about it, you know, when I, when I, Kumon was really hot when we were growing up. 
but you know, you had some people that took it and some people that didn't. And I right. wondered if you guys had any statistics based on, you know, telling the people kind of a little bit about why math tutoring is so important. Okay. Now, individual companies will have their own statistics on it, mm-hmm. um, but overwhelmingly, the assistance it provides to the student when they are struggling is without peer. Um, it is in the, I'd say the 95th percentile when it comes to uh, students who are already good at math and just want you know, extra boost, um, or those who are struggling at it and want to you know, get better at it. Um, it. It's all about access to resources. So for those that didn't have access to it, yeah, they would still struggle. They would maintain whatever GPA or grade that they have um, and not improve upon that versus those who actually had access to it. And I I obviously wanted it as well um, to achieve better. And they did. Um, In terms of the, I can tell you about the number of black teachers. um, And that's abysmal. It's about seven or eight percent. Um, and this is this is just at the collegiate level. Seven to eight percent of all teachers um, are black, and then the number of male teachers are way less than that because teachers um, at the uh, high school level, middle school, and elementary um, tend to be more women, yeah. which is fine. It's a nurturing kind of atmosphere, which is fine. At the collegiate level, there's more men. Um, so those numbers alone tell you that there's an already issue, particularly the fact that that we are 13 percent of the population um, as well. And depending on what state you live in, you can apply those numbers there. Um, but there's no doubt. I mean, if you get extra help with a subject or an area of activity that you're struggling in, you're going to get better at it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Do you guys also help people that are ahead of their, like, grade or or age period, right? So let's say you had a kid that was in fifth grade but was really doing math on the ninth grade level. Do you guys kind of supplement like for that period of boredness that they have at the fifth grade level, because it's like, okay, well, I've been doing this since I was two or three or four or whatever you get started. And you're now looking at it. And a parent has had this kid to the point where by fifth grade, they're doing trigonometry. I don't know. And um, do you guys help that also? Or do you say, well, just kind of let them go or we can help build even stronger or more strengthening, strengthening the math, or is it really just focused more on tutoring? Okay, so obviously tutoring is the more important part, but a student like that would need tutoring as well, which is why it's important to why I built this, because mm-hmm. it's mine, and I can do what I want to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I've had three students, I'd say, who are who you're describing, who okay. are uh, advanced. Um, two white, one black, um, and my ability to work with other groups of people who are in the same field helps me out. So if I don't have the appropriate resources to help them out, I can point them in the right direction. Um, so a student like that who is a child prodigy is what you're describing. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I've got resources myself. Um, so I can get, I have, I have material up to calculus. So okay. most of us are up to that level just yet anyway. But um, I can definitely push them in that direction. Anything past that, I can point them in the right direction. Uh, in that regard but it's also important not to just kind of push that uh that math on them or whatever subject it is um it's also important to realize that they're still children at the same time um we get caught up in trying to uh, keep them from being bored as you say which is fine um 
but they're, they're trying at the same time. They're, they're tackling problems that they really have no interest in or don't particularly care about. Yeah. Um, they just want to, you know, hang out with their friends at McDonald's or something, buy a, you know, a Big Mac meal or something like that. Um, so you want to balance those two things out at the same time. Yes, push their education, push their academics, strive for them or encourage them rather to want them to be the best, but let them be chosen too. You'll you'll see the the balance in their academics and their social sphere um, really help them become a much more better uh, a person, uh, a complete person, a member of society who, um, like the nerves used to be where they're not terribly social like that, yeah. um, they, they'll become that way now because we need those types of people um, to, to, to overcome that, that bashfulness um, and talk to literally just anybody, not just people who are just like them. Well, they, they need to be a part of the world. They overcome at some point, you know? Nerds, yeah. nerds, nerds run the world, dude. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> like, I totally agree. you know, I, I, if I'm somebody, I'm telling kids all the time, like, you need to be these nerds' friends. Like, like you think it's cool it's to just... be the quarterback's friend? Nah, bro. Whoever the guy is over there building a video game at 12, that's who you need to be cool with. He's right. going to be the billionaire on the back end. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely fun to see uh to to see this uh to grow um yeah man i, I think this is awesome I, i'm definitely gonna have you back because there's a lot of things that i want to do uh especially okay. especially regarding the 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 advancement of youth right and i think both of us have that specially in our hearts uh to keep pushing you know i've talked a little bit to you about my future goals and the centers that i want to create and right. you know, put in position for minorities to really get the full broad spectrum of information that is given that we've talked about that you got to search for yeah. outside of everything else. Um, and you know, it's it's awesome to see you in this position now. You know, getting here. You know, I always thought that you'd be preparing for Olympics eventually one day. You know, running track, but. You know, uh, you know, you went this route in a way that it created a, uh, as you like to call, a tool for you to reach the goals that you want to reach. Let's talk a little bit about that uh, before okay. we go ahead and end uh, about your journey, you know, creating your academics and your mathematics as your tool to, to get that education and, 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 and that that. I guess that more learning and discipline to get where you are today and how great you with, you are with mathematics. Okay. Um, so I basically, I got it from my parents, I would say. Um, they instilled in me to be the very best at whatever I wanted to accomplish. So once I discovered that mathematics was my thing and athletics was also something that I was very good at as well, um, I used both of those things to combine to make a better candidate to put me in a better position to get whatever I wanted in the future. Um, so whatever it is that, you, that you're trying to do, um, not necessarily your passion, but what generally makes you money, um, be the very best at it. I, I can't stress it enough. It's, it's not appropriate to just be good enough or to be mediocre. It, it really is almost a useless gesture. Why settle for being like everybody else when you can be top dollar? Top dollar runs the world. Top dollar puts you in the position of employer, not employee. Um, so why not do that? Um, so my journey um, used a lot of discipline, 
um, a lot of solid solitariness, I guess, as well. Um, <laughs> not a whole lot of girlfriends, but I had, I had, I had a few. I had a few. Um, but um, but yeah, the, always be the best at whatever you're trying to do. Um, that's that's what put me in this position that I'm in currently, um, and now I have the freedom to do as I please. I'm I'm comfortable. I make a decent amount of money. I give back, so my conscience is, is, is secure. I'm helping my people. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and your legacy will continue long after you're dead. Um, I want people to be able to say, like Melvin Williams once said from Baltimore, that when they put me in the ground, I want people to say there's a man in that hole. Yeah. That's real. All right, man. I, I am super excited for having you come out uh, today. Let's go ahead before we go. If anybody wanted to hit you up, where could they reach you? Go ahead and give some of your uh, your your Instagrams, your Facebooks, your 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 TikToks, your your Twitters. Go ahead and let the people understand if they got math questions, if they got you know any kind of question about you know education in general or what or or how that they can link or get the Black Math Academy with them, go ahead and give them some uh, some info for me real quick before we head out. Sure. I'm on my social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the head banner of the Black Math Academy. So just search for that and you'll be able to find it. Um, all of my contact information is on there as well. Email, cell phone. Um, you can hit me up that way. Um, for those who uh, would like um, some tutoring, you can always hit me up that way. Also, my YouTube page do does have... Um, uh, some tutorial videos as well. And I continue to create them, you know, when I get the chance. Um, what also sets me apart um, is the fact that I was an athlete. I did get a Division One scholarship to, to compete at that level. Um, so I use that as a way to uh, not only teach people who just want to know mathematics and get better at it, um, but those who want to be student athletes as well, particularly at the, at the college level. Um, I know how it works. I know what it took to, to get the scholarship, to maintain it, the grades I needed to do. Um, so that level of expertise I have as well. Um, so, yeah, just hit me up at the Black Math Academy. You see, yes, it can't, can't hide from the pencil. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and a website, uh, www.theblackmathacademy.com. Um, and you'll be able to find me all there. You have access to the proprietor. Hey. Ain't nothing like that, at least for right now, y'all. I hope y'all know eventually he's going he gonna to become big, big, big time. And uh, oh. I can't promise y'all that y'all gonna have the same access that I'm about to provide y'all right now. So if you want to give me ten percent of any proceeds that you might need for him beforehand, you know, listen to him, okay, br brother, 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 the brother business. <laughs> like no, no one knows I'm messing with. Gonna him have to that. sign a DNR on that one, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so at the end of the day, guys, this has been my boy O'Neill. He is the Black Math Academy. So. That's right. Do you, I mean, with that being said, I guess there's nothing more. Okay, wait, hold on. Before you go, leave sure. everybody with your favorite equation. Favorite equation? Okay. My favorite equation would probably be the compound interest equation. I'll make I'll make it simple for those. Ooh, who, uh, we who we, we gonna need a whole other uh, podcast for that. <laughs> I know you fit to bring it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll make it simple for everybody. So the equation Y equals A times B to the X power. That's basically an exponential or compound interest equation. The reason why it's my favorite is because um, Einstein once called it um, the most powerful force in the universe. That he who understands it earns it, and he who doesn't pays it. 
and he was absolutely right. I hope everybody understood what that was. That had everything to do with you getting your money up and empowering and understanding how our country truly works in debt to income ratio. Dang, right. O'Neal. Go ahead and break down that knowledge for my people, bro. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys, it has been our pleasure. This has been an episode of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together. The Black Math Academy has come through to join the crew today, and we're out. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Let me see. I'm about to end this. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. Oh, he hung up.